time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant and the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Muir's Chapel Road. You can find us at roadmapfinancial.com and click free consultation at the bottom of the page to schedule a time to meet with Glenn. Glenn, great to be with you this week. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, Walter. I hope you are. Yeah, looking forward to another good conversation with you. I've been enjoying uh, the fall weather that we've been sliding our way into here in North Carolina. It just feels awesome outside, doesn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I could take fall <laughs> basically all year long. It's my favorite. By not, not even a close call. So, yeah, I'm loving the uh, the cool, the cool crisp air and I'm um, starting to see, you know, some changes and, you know, the, the trees and stuff. So that's uh, it's all good with me. I just love it when we turn that page to October. And uh, that's where we are pretty much heading this week. So definitely an amazing time. Well, on today's show, we're going to be talking about how age and wisdom play into financial planning. Uh, This is inspired, Glenn, by the old quote that says, age is the price of wisdom. And so we're going to talk about how this concept sort of applies to the financial world in a couple of different ways. And I'm curious, as you kind of think back on all the years that you've worked with clients in the area, how do you see your clients sort of changing their perspectives about what maybe money and wealth mean to them as they get older? Because I imagine that shapes sort of the planning process a little bit, how that morphs over time. It does, Walter. And, you know, I mean, it, it, there are some tendencies in general. Obviously, everybody's situation is a little different. But, you know, I mean, I, you know, I think I think folks tend to get a little bit more, you know, conservative with their funds. And I think that's a lot driven because it's like they realize it's like, hey, you know, once you stop working, then you're not adding new money to uh, to your accounts. And so you're really kind of making that transition to, you know, or from, you know, saving for retirement to uh, living in retirement. And so, you know, your, your, you know, your money and, and, and everything takes on a little different role and, and your, and your, and your mindsets, you know, starts to shift a little bit, you know, and that's something obviously, you know, we, we, you know, we work to help folks with because it's, you know, you, you spend, you spend decades, right? Literally, um, saving for retirement. And then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, I've saved all this for now. <laughs> and now is finally here. And so, you know, now what do I do? Because, you know, most of most of the training and education and, you know, and information that's out there is, is you know, is, is largely around accumulation for retirement and saving for retirement, but actually you know, transitioning and how do you make it last and, and all the things that come with it, you know, legacy and all the things that we're going to be talking more about today, you know, th- that, that's just a change in perspective. And, you know, and, and as you say, it's just like, you know, you, you know, with, with, you know, age brings wisdom and it's just like the, you know, the, the, the wiser folks, obviously, you know, recognize the, the shift and are open to the idea of, of, of looking at things differently. Cause if, if not, you know, in a lot of cases, what ends up happening is, is that if you don't make changes in terms of how you how you're positioning things, you know, you're, you're kind of just rolling the dice because, you know, obviously markets go up, markets go down. And if it goes down in the wrong time and you lose a lot of value in your accounts, suddenly you're in a you're in a difficult spot and, and you, you might have to make you know radical changes to your retirement planning that you may or may not be able to recover from. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's really interesting to look at it that way, Glenn. And it leads me to some additional questions of, is there anything that you kind of consistently hear people say that maybe, I don't know, I'm sure you have these in-depth conversations with folks, especially when it gets away from just the general, you know, 
return on investment, what's in my portfolio, those conversations to kind of the deeper stuff about retirement planning. Do you hear people say they wish they'd known earlier or wish they'd done something differently when they were younger that maybe we can kind of pass along that wisdom to the next generation? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think there's several things. You know, one of the bigger things, um, you know, that I that I come across a lot is um, the idea of utilizing, you know, Roth accounts, you know, Roth IRAs, Roth 401ks, and and other possibilities of of creating, you know, uh, you know significantly tax favored or tax free um, access to money and income and, and and those kinds of things in the future. You know, I mean, an awful lot of folks you know, kind of bought into the whole idea of, you know, you know, tax deferral, putting money away, um, you know, not paying taxes on it until you're in retirement. And the idea being that, well, you know, when you're in retirement, you're going to be in a lower tax bracket. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, folks find that that's not necessarily the case. And particularly as we look at what's going on in the world and, you know, in, in the country and the debt and the deficits and the reality of thinking, it's like, okay, going forward, you got to ask yourself the question, you know, where do you think tax rates are going? Do you think that they're going to go lower? Do you think they're going to stay the same? Or do you think they're going to go higher? And, you know, and, and virtually everyone I speak with, you know, believes that, that, you know, that we're in a scenario where tax rates are likely to go higher. And when you've got an inordinate amount of your money saved in accounts that are going to be, you know, the taxes on those on those monies are going to be based upon, you know, what happens in the future. It's, you know, it's just like, wait a minute, you know, when I'm looking at my account balances, I don't really know how much of that it's mine and how much of that is going to end up being the government's. And I know that it's going to depend upon, you know, tax rates and everything else, but kind of a little bit vulnerable as to as to how that may play out. And it's kind of harder. It you know, makes it harder to plan for retirement if you're not sure exactly how much money you have, you know. And 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 that 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 is one of the bigger things that, that comes into play. And you know, I think the other thing that, that comes into and it, and it's kind of interconnected. And that is is that you know, oftentimes you know, folks are really start asking the questions about transitioning into retirement, you know, and the preservation and the distribution years versus the accumulation years. An awful lot of the time, those conversations and those thoughts, you know, are, are happening, you know, within the, you know, maybe a year, year and a half of, of, of actually retiring. And oftentimes, you know, it, it, it you know, in, in having conversations with folks, I think, you know, you know, maybe we should have started this process, you know, a few years ago. And so, you know, and that may have created a, a few other additional options to start positioning, you know, part of their part of their portfolio to, you know, making that making that you know transition, you know, a little bit sooner and kind of, you know, so that it, so many things didn't have to happen all at once. You know, not only in terms of just positioning accounts, possibly doing some Roth conversions or those kind of things, if that if that ends up being appropriate. But also in terms of looking at Social Security and and you know when and how to take it, you know understanding you know the the you know Medicare and and how that works and you know what what are your choices and options there. I mean some of those things are you know are are kind of put on the back burner so to speak and they're delayed and you know and, and having conversations with folks they you know I, I probably should have started this a little sooner and um, you know and, and that and and obviously that that makes sense right I mean because you can't start planning too soon. <laughs> and you know sometimes it, it, it you end up you know later later in the in the process sometimes some of your choices are more limited than than they would have been had you started a little a little earlier 
That's a good point, Glenn. We're talking about how age and wisdom play into financial planning and the various ways that we see, you know, folks expressing maybe regret, but also the things they're glad they did, what we can learn from those moments. So as folks, I know you're usually meeting with them, Glenn, as they are, you know, approaching retirement or reaching that precipice of retirement. Do you find that uh, in, in sort of the subject of worry, are they worrying about financial issues more or maybe less when they were younger? Is it more money, more problems as they've gotten older, or <laughs> are they now more financially stable and more confident now that they've been around the block once or twice? Well, I think it's, I mean, well, certainly it depends, Walter, but I, but I would say, you know, more money, different problems, right? Or different, different concerns. How about, you know, I mean, it's not necessarily problems, but, but it's, you know, obviously you're, the risks that you have in, in retirement are different than the risks that you, you know, that you may have had, you know, when you were younger in life, right? And, you know, and, and so, you know, you start to kind of think in, more in terms of, you know, okay, well, you know, you know, number one, you know, is my money going to last? Am I going to have enough to create the income and the lifestyle that I want to have? You know, what about, you know, health? you know, concerns, possible long-term care, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. It's like, you know, I mean, I, I hear it uh, very consistently in terms of, you know, where the markets are at the, at these high levels in terms of, you know, it, golly, Glenn, I mean, you know, what, what about what, what's going to happen if the markets turn or the economy turns, you know, what, you know, am I, you know, am I going to have enough, you know, is my, you know, what, what about, you know, do I have a plan in place, you know, and, and, and more often than not, when I'm talking to folks as they're making that transition, I mean, they've got retirement accounts, but there's not a whole lot of planning that's going in there other than let's save for retirement. And so kind of making sure that, things are positioned well and there's strategies in place. Those are the things that I hear consistently that it's just like, you know, hey, well, let's, we want to make sure that we're going to be okay. We feel like maybe we've saved enough. You know, a lot of times I'll hear that, but they're concerned that it's like, well, but if we don't, if we don't make the right decisions and we don't, we put the, don't put the right plans in place and strategies in place, you know, it, we, we might not end up at, you know, years down the road and, and as good a place as we, as we might. And so uh, oftentimes that's why we're, why we're the conversations to be, you know, beginning anyway. Right. And that's that's what I hear more often than not. It's just like, okay, let's start planning and making sure that we're dotting the I's, crossing the T's and and looking at things from the you know, from the perspective that's going to serve us best long term. Since we're talking about things that sort of change as we get older or closer to retirement, Glenn, um, different perspectives, different uh, challenges and problems we face. Uh, what, what about opinions? Do you find people changing their opinion about Something like uh, leaving a legacy as they get older, passing that money off to the next generation, or is there a kind of a wide variance there in where people land in that debate? Um, it's it's kind of a wider debate, you know, Walter. But you know, it's what's what becomes really interesting is in terms of finance financial legacy. You know, um, particularly when we're thinking in terms of, you know, of, of leaving it to kids, adult children and that kind of thing. A lot of times, you know, I, I you know, I mean, I can get a variety. It's like, yes, we want to leave this or it's like, hey, if there's something left over, you know, that's fine. But, you know, we're not really overly concerned about it. Well, you know give that a few years a lot of times and then when when grandkids you know you know, start coming onto the scene if they hadn't already sometimes that shifts right the opinion about oh well you know things if it, you know particularly if things are going well and i feel like it's like hey we've you know we've got enough or possibly more than enough you know how can we start thinking more along the lines of making sure that we could that we can have more of a legacy for you know for the next generation or generations and you know, I, I see that more. It's just like a, it's like almost like a trigger event. You know, when when grandkids, you know, 
come into the into this into the scene it, it's uh that becomes that becomes you know almost a catalyst if you will you know in terms of in terms of thinking about legacy and i always have to also remind folks too it's just like there's another piece of legacy that that doesn't necessarily get a lot you know you know lumped into the definition of, of the way most people think of legacy and that is is the you know kind of thinking about legacy being you know what's what is being left for the surviving spouse Right. Because, I mean, more often than not, people think in terms of legacy is like next generations. But a lot of things can shift when one spouse passes, uh, you know, passes away. There's obviously emotional, you know, uh, things that happen. There's just day to day living that that is that is different. The finances, you know, know, are going to change, you know, at, at a minimum. You know, you're going to typically have one of the the smaller of the two Social Security benefits drop off. And so income tends to come down. But yet at the same time, we, you know, we see a scenario where all of a sudden, you know, within a year, you you become a single um, filer in terms of the tax system. So now suddenly, you know, you, you know, the thresholds in terms of where you're going to be in terms of what's the next tax bracket. Well, those thresholds now got cut in half. And your deductions, or your standard deduction, anyway, you know, got cut in half. So sometimes we're we're facing a scenario where income goes down, but possibly tax rates go up, and that's something that that a lot of folks aren't aren't prepared for. And so you know, I really always try to hit that as a as a major point in terms of legacy, and you know, because it's all part of what happens, you know, after you're gone. And that's that's really the you know the 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 full legacy, if that makes sense, Walter. It all does, Glenn. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's take it one more direction. Probably a very important question and topic that you explore with people and something we've talked about here on the show as well. But curious, again, this whole context of age and wisdom as people get closer to retirement and they've lived through some life experiences, especially as it relates to money. How have people maybe changed their opinion about taking risk with money as they get older? Oh, Walter, I mean, it, it changes significantly for a lot of folks, right? I mean, not everybody. And of course, it depends on everybody's, you know, in the different, in, you know, individual situations. But in general, you know, folks realize it's like, hey, you know what? I mean, I'm no longer going to be making contributions into these accounts. And, you know, uh, the, the mantra has been, it's like, hey, if, you know, if things, if things, you know, turn to the downside, and you know, and prices fall and markets fall, it, it tends to be an opportunity to uh, to dollar cost average and be able to buy more shares at lower prices. But when you're not <laughs> when you're not doing that, right? When you're when you're not making that uh, you know that that you know the, those those regular paychecks from your you know from your career and your job and and all of that, and that now suddenly it's it's the dynamics have shifted. And so it's just like, who, you know, it's it's different if the markets go down. I mean, it was it was scary before, but there was that silver lining to know that, you know, if you if you just stay focused and kept going that, you know, the chances were that, you know, at least using, you know, history as a guide that, you know, it tends to, you know, things go up, things go down. And and there was the time, you know, to recover, so to speak. That, that's a that's kind of a, a term that you hear a lot in terms of time to recover. Well, that, you know, that, that starts to diminish obviously, you know, if not completely goes away, depending upon your, your particular situation. And so that, that just by, by nature kind of, you know, shifts people's thinking. Plus the fact that I think just in general people, you know, the psychology, as you get, as you get older, 
you know, you, you, you tend to, you know, become a little bit more conservative in terms of things, you know, you, you wanted to say, Hey, you know what, things are, you know, it's like, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if we, if we're in a good place, let's just keep making sure that we're making good decisions, but we're not going to chase after things, you know, and, and, and try to force the issue, so to speak. Well, all of this has been helpful, Glenn. I hope it is for our listeners as well. This is just a good topic to dive into, to think about a little bit, kind of self-analyze as you listen to the show today and as we uh, wrap up today, thinking about you know, where to go from here. How have your opinions about money and finance and those kinds of things and retirement changed throughout the years, maybe as you are reaching that precipice? And uh, you know, where are you going to take things from here? Uh, how does that influence your financial plan? Have you had a review of your financial plan since maybe you've had some of these attitude changes or these opinion changes over the years. If it's been a while since you've looked at the plan to see if it still matches up with your you know, hopes, dreams, and your future plans and those kinds of things, well, reach out to Glenn, have that conversation. Uh, you can go to roadmapfinancial.com, click the free consultation button at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule a time to meet right there from your smartphone or computer. Again, roadmapfinancial.com, the place to go. Or give a call to 336-291-3535. That's 336-291-3535 if you want to get in touch the old-fashioned way. Glenn, we appreciate the help and the guidance on the program today. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll be back in a couple more days. Fantastic, Walter. Take care. All right, new episodes every week. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon right here on the Retirement Roadmap. 